0: Remember, a daily Lenten audio devotional. The season of Lent is the 40 days from Ash Wednesday until Maundy Thursday, not counting the Sundays. It's a time that Christians have always set aside for remembering the sufferings of our Lord. I've put together some thoughts that may help you focus on Him, remember Him, and love Him more. In some ways, The things that our Lord endured are beyond our understanding. We can't even really imagine everything that He experienced. But I think that during this time, as we pass from the cold of winter into the new life of spring, it's good for us to think about what we do know, what we have been given, and what we do understand, to turn our hearts and our thoughts to Him, and to simply remember Chapter one, no turning back. Luke chapter nine, verse 51. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. When you think of Jesus going to the cross, how does it affect you emotionally? How do you wrap your mind around those events? Do you ever get yourself to a quiet place where you are unhurried, then read through the gospels and just think about what he did for us? No matter how many times I approach the old story again, something in the narrative finds a way of surprising me. As I go back over it this year, I think the thing that surprises me the most is the fact that Jesus wasn't surprised in the least. Six months before our Lord suffered for our sins, he took his disciples on a retreat into an area of Galilee that is now Lebanon. He took Peter, James, and John on a day hike up to the 9,232-foot peak of Mount Hermon. When the sun went down on the snow-capped summit, Jesus' face changed. In the original language, the scripture says he was metamorphosed and began to shine and glow from the inside out. They said he was brighter than the sun and looked like lightning standing still. Can you imagine seeing Jesus suddenly glorified, blazing like brightest day in the middle of the night? His majesty cascaded off the glistening snow covered branches of trees who had probably been awaiting this very moment since they were just saplings. We do know that the disciples never forgot that night because Peter talked about it in a letter he wrote as an old man. Luke tells us that Moses and Elijah showed up and began talking with the Lord about his exodus or his departure that he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. This is when Jesus finally told his guys everything. The disciples didn't want to hear it. In fact, They were so shocked and appalled by Jesus's announcement that they stopped listening before he got to the good part. Jesus told them he would suffer many things, be rejected, killed, and then raised to life on the third day. They were hurt. They were confused and disoriented. Peter actually pulled Jesus aside and said it would never happen. But Jesus didn't flinch. Luke says that Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. In other words, Jesus made up his mind, and he was not going to change it. In Jerusalem, he would be hated. He would be talked about and plotted against. He would be betrayed, abandoned, set up, falsely accused, mocked, beaten, tortured, humiliated, and slowly executed in the most horrific and painful way possible. Not only that, but he would bear the sin of the world and endure the eternal wrath of God for all of it. His Father would turn away from Him, and it would become darkest night in the middle of the day. Jesus knew it was going to happen. He knew how it would all unfold. Not only did He know, but He came into this world knowing it. Hebrews 10.5 quotes an old prophecy from Psalm 40, all about how Christ came into the world on purpose to do this very thing. He didn't just come into the world knowing this would happen, but He came into the world so that He could do this he was born to die. The disciples were confused and sad. When we read of the atrocities, our Lord endured our hearts break. I mean, it was so extreme. It was so unbelievable. And yet he knew he came on purpose. He resolutely set out for Jerusalem. That phrase Luke used is almost exactly like a passage in the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter fifty. Seven hundred years before Jesus was born, the Holy Spirit directed Isaiah to write, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He set his face like a flint. Flint is the kind of rock that people used to make arrowheads out of. The archer draws back his bow, sets his arrow to the target, and lets it go. Once he aims and shoots, nothing will stop the arrow from reaching the target. I may be wrong about this, but I bet that when Jesus set his face like a flint toward Jerusalem, it was as memorable a face as when he lit up the night on Mount Hermon. He was like God's arrow, loosed from the bow, flying at breakneck speed toward the heart of evil, pain, and death. Jesus was on a mission and nothing was going to stop him. There was no turning back. Why was he so resolute? Why was he so focused? Why was he so absolutely bent on heading straight toward his own suffering and death? Well, that's the best part. He did it for you. His heart of love for you couldn't be stopped. It was the only way to get you back to heal you, rescue you, and to take you home with him forever. He went through all of it because he loves you. He set his face like a flint and nothing would be able to change his mind because nothing in this world or outside of this world could ever change his mind about you. He loves you. There's no turning back. For more, get yourself to a quiet place. Read Luke chapter 9, verses 21 through 51, and then head over to Isaiah 50, verses 5 through 7. And take some time to talk with the Lord about what it means to you that nothing could turn His face away from loving you.